As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk awesome. This is what it's all about. We do daily podcasts for like two and a half weeks during training camp. We got all kinds of time for guests and nonsense. I will open up a two hour block. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends live from Lincoln Financial Field. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, after the Eagles, 31 to 7 victory over the San Francisco Giants in the NFC Championship game. Zach, for the fourth time in franchise history and the second time in six seasons, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. How are you? What did you do yesterday? <laughs> I was waiting for this game. Mm. Really. Uh, this this was even better than, than I, I expected the Eagles to play. I thought they would win, but I thought it was going to be a little closer. I did not expect... Brock Purdy to get knocked out on the first drive. Uh, but the Eagles continue to what they've done all year, right? They've been the favorites all year. Come a little closer. Get in here. They've been the best team in the NFL throughout the season or in the NFC throughout the season. And you saw it in the postseason. They they dominated San Francisco. And I know San Francisco did not have Brock Purdy out there. But even still, uh, the Eagles ran the ball for four touchdowns. Over 100 yards rushing, they they dominated on, on on defense, and they deserve this spot in the Super Bowl. How uh, upset? Give me like a level of despondence. Uh, do we have from Emily Berman uh, that we have a week away in Arizona? She's excited. She, she's excited for for my career for our coverage. Yeah, it's it's the gonna book? be a good opportunity. Overdogs, overdogs. <laughs> she, she just uh, yeah, she's excited to watch Daily Pods. So mm. yeah, this will be. This is going to be an interesting uh, – I mean, it's such a fascinating Super Bowl. Obviously, the Chiefs are in it. Eagles-Chiefs are ripe with storylines. Two best teams in the Prince NFL Prince taking Winogo revenge game. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, 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 yeah, it's the two best teams. This is, this is what it should be. 
Marissa, how are you? I I am doing awesome. This chat is so lively. It's so excited. There, there's like almost 400 people in here. It's awesome. So trying to see who's going to work tomorrow. It's very exciting. I'm I'm happy for all of our listeners because that was such a fun game to watch. Are you already there in Arizona? Yeah, <laughs> I wish. I'm actually in Florida. Um, so we got to watch Flex. it with waves today, which was very nice. But yeah, it was such a such a crazy game. Michael had some notes. Um, he did have a, there. There was a wipe touchdown or, or wipe. I don't know whatever he called the wipe okay. technique. Yeah. The wipe technique. Um, that the the second touchdown Which is different than Jordan Mailata playing on the other side of the ball. Sorry, go ahead. Um, he was pointing out all the different Abby fronts or whatever the defense was yeah, doing. Yeah, a lot of Abby. So, yes, he was. He was very excited for uh for his film review stuff too. So we're gonna have to get him back for yes. the Super Bowl. He's he's yeah. pot committed at this point. I'm sure he would love to do that. So. All right, uh, let's get to uh, let's get to the action, Zach, because um, it really was like I mean this was still a tight game in the mm-hmm. first half, but the first two drives of the game is is when this game was yep. decided. You have the the opening drive, the Eagles lose the coin toss, they get the ball to start, and Nick Sirianni, as we talked about, was going to you know be aggressive on fourth down as opposed to Kyle Shanahan. He goes for it on fourth and three. And uh, Jalen Hurts rolling to his left, finds Devontae Smith downfield. Looks like an acrobatic catch by Devontae Smith. The Eagles rush to the line, snap the ball. Smart play right there. Turns out that it probably wasn't a catch. Shanahan doesn't throw the challenge flag. Eagles score a touchdown. Next drive, Niners get the ball. And on second down, I believe the sixth play of that drive, the Niners assign a tight end to block Hassan Reddick. Bad decision. He of the 16 sacks in the regular season. And he sort of explodes towards Brock Purdy. And the closing speed there was unbelievable. He hits Purdy in the wrist as the ball is just about to come forward from his hand. Does not come forward. And it's ruled an incompletion. But Nick Sirianni does challenge it. And it's ruled a fumble. The Eagles end up not scoring a touchdown. But the play uh, changed the game because Brock Purdy uh, was pretty much out for the game until... Later, Josh Johnson suffers a concussion and Purdy has to come in, but he can't throw. And so uh, the Niners whose season and their seasons under Kyle Shanahan have often been uh, described and and like overarched by quarterback injuries. That's how their season ends. And the Eagles, uh, despite some offensive stalling in that like late first, early second mm-hmm. quarter, they score a touchdown later uh, on a 14-play on a drive that was characterized by some Niners penalties. And from there, the route was on. And it was a 37-party here in South Philadelphia. Yeah, well said. That was a good summary of those of the game because those first two drives were were critical. And it's it's simplistic to say one coach challenged a play, the other coach didn't challenge a play, and, and, and that decided the game. It didn't necessarily decide the game, but it was decisive because if Kyle Shanahan challenges that play, and I know the Eagles rushed to the line, then it's probably overturned, and the Eagles need the punt, right? That was fourth uh, down. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ball. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Niners ball there. Correct. Um, and then if Nick Sirianni doesn't challenge that, it's an incomplete pass, right? And it didn't lead to anything. It didn't lead to points or anything, but, uh, you know, field position game. Yeah, I, I mean, those were two critical plays. Oh, Michael did add on that play that he was very impressed that they were able to get to the line and do that, and that is something that they practice. They have a they talked about on the broadcast that they have a word that they use, yeah, and usually the quarterback spots it that like, um, you know, they, they it might be something that did not was not actually a catch, 
Mm-hmm. And so he said Devante it was very was signaling it as well. Yeah. Yes, it was very impressive that they all the whole offense is able to get to the line and get that playoff. So that was a big, big play. And he said that would obviously obviously also never happen if it was on the road too, because hmm. um they would have had the the video board playing the replay right away and That's people would have seen it. So another advantage of home field advantage. Good. Yeah, yeah, good point. And 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 credit to Devante there because he wasn't, you know, near out of bounds. So there was no controversy there. So, so him signaling it was because he he knew it was iffy on the on on the catch, and that directly led to points. As a matter of fact, the Eagles went three for three on fourth downs. We we talked on the show on Friday uh, about Nick Sirianni's aggressiveness relative to Kyle Shanahan, and and you were spot on there. The Eagles were were three for three on fourth downs. Two of those fourth downs directly led to points, or directly led to touchdowns, I should say. So I believe four on their first four trips to the red zone. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so really just, you know, it's it's funny because we look at this game overall and, and we say this wasn't the Eagles' A game, right? They, they stalled offensively at times. Jalen was, what, 15 for 25, a buck 70 thereabouts. Yeah, not even. Uh, and Buck 21. Yeah. So um, that's my fault there. Uh, but it's fine. Don't beat yourself up. I'm just overall I'm the one who has it in front of me. Overall, um, yeah, it wasn't like the finest offensive performance. They still won by 24 points. The the uh, the 49ers, uh, uh, they led the league in scoring defense this year at like 16 points and change. The Eagles topped that in the first half. The end of the second quarter sequence, the Eagles have done this all year with the way they finished the second quarter of games, and you saw this again, where they score the touchdown, then they force the turnover, they score again, that was a huge sequence. And San Francisco... Although they barely, they barely even forced that turnover. Yeah, that it was, was more... Yeah. But, but Josh they recovered Johnson it. just sort of gave it to them. Um, but, but San Francisco, uh, in in that situation, like, it was still a game, right? And Josh Johnson... Yeah, they they weren't getting much done offensively, but the Eagles weren't really moving the ball uh, on offense. Yeah, after and, Purdy goes out, they had three drives in a row where they only got one first yeah. down combined. And, and so you think, well, if San Francisco can go into halftime... They can regroup, perhaps. I, I I know what Peyton Manning said about halftime adjustments. It's kind of a myth, but you have a chance to kind of regroup. You, you're you're with your backup sure. quarterback here, or, or it's really your fourth string quarterback, and you can figure it out from there. But then that second touchdown was was just just brutalized them. And the Eagles came out in the second half and did what they needed to do. Just so impressed with this Eagles team. Have been all year. We've said it in so many post game pods, and so true. They answered the bell. Offensively, defensively, coaching-wise, um, just a big credit to them. Let me ask you the the hypothetical that I'm sure is the Niners fan concern. How do you think this game plays out if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt? I think the Eagles still win. Do you? I think they still win handily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like that's hard to that's hard to say definitively because the Eagles did struggle a little bit offensively in the middle of the, the first half. But I mean, their defense, their defensive line dominated this yeah, game exactly. up front. Exactly. That was the biggest mismatch in the entire game. Um, they were just, I mean, snap in, snap out, mollywomping those yeah. guys. And if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt there, Brock Purdy's going to be get, getting hit a lot uh, in this game. And 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 even their run defense, you know, there was the one really impressive Christian McCaffrey touchdown mm-hmm. run. But even that was like he had to he had to like superhumanly break four yeah. tackles. Um, it, it's not like they were running effectively, generally speaking. Um, the Eagles won this game on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Exactly. 
which is exactly how you would dial it up if you were if you were Howie Roseman, and, and it paid off. And as you said, like this, uh, if we take a step back, this is the best team in franchise history. I think even if they don't win the Super Bowl, um, and maybe you know you can you can argue like greatest, but in terms of like the quality of play, I yeah. mean they're sixteen and one in the seventeen games that Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. has started, and most of those games have not even been close. I mean, I think there are five games that are decided by seven points or fewer, and some of those weren't even that. Exactly, like, they've been they've played like three close games. Yeah, um, they they have they have the best roster in football. They're going to go up against the best quarterback in football, so we'll see how that turns out. But uh, as you said, like week in, week out, this has been the best team in football. And, and I think uh, I think they are the, the best team in franchise history. Well, they need to win one more game to do that, right? Because if, if they lose, I mean, we'll have two weeks to discuss that. But you were absolutely right. This team, it's, it's just so, it's so impressive to me because – uh, I know we keep we can't keep comparing things to 2017, and I've I'm falling guilty of it too. Well, you wrote a book, uh, <laughs> but no, from the beginning, like this this team has been has had the targets on on their backs. They were this sleeper Super Bowl team. I remember was the first day of training camp when Jason Kelsey says that every time people think we're we're gonna be awesome, we're shitty, and every time people think we're yeah, okay, you can't help but work in blue. <laughs> and then you, just, you can't do it. And then before week one, he said, "You know, I know everyone expects us to win the Super Bowl this year, right?" Like this is a team, and I, I, I spoke to Lane Johnson about this after the game, where, where Lane said it's, it's, it's like a, to- it's the total, it's the total opposite story from 2017. This is a team that knew they had a loaded roster going into the year, and you've seen it, like th- that 2017 team. Had all these injuries they had to overcome in the postseason. The Eagles had 22 of 22 starters healthy today for this game. Um, yeah, I mean Jalen is he's he's answering the bell at every call. Like he didn't turn the ball over today. It was it was slick out there from 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 what I understand. We have the benefit of a roof over our head. But San Francisco had three turnovers. San Francisco led the NFL in turnover differential this year. Eagles had no turnovers. Right, like like that stuff matters. Um, penalties. San Francisco had yeah. eleven penalties. Eagles had four penalties. Yep. Eagles were the more disciplined team. Yeah, they were the better coach team. Exactly. And but it's been like this all year. That's the thing. So it's it's kind of the premise of of, of what I, I wrote about. It's a story being edited now that this isn't like a surprise. This is it. It really seemed throughout the year that they were, and especially as the season started, that this I don't want to say inevitable, but this was expected to happen. I think that's right. I, th- I think, I mean, from like week three on, this felt yeah. inevitable. I mean, I I think I wrote it after week three, after that Washington game, where it was like, this is a team that like they, they were so good. They were so good in so many different ways. As mm-hmm. we've talked about, they proved they could win uh, in so many different ways. And they had this like, they had this feeling of, of kismet about them yeah. too. Um, you know, it was like the the Batman thing, and then it turns out yeah. that Devonte Smith has Batman tattoos. There's all these little things, and then we wrote about it in Arizona. Like, this is where this team is seems destined to come to return, but they're also across the sideline from a team that started last year seven and zero. So they have these two different paths, but uh, it's also like parsing out like skill and the brilliance of the architecture of the team from a roster construction standpoint, from 
like what is lucky, mm-hmm. uh, what has gone their way. There's obviously a little bit of both. And that 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 is what makes them so good is that they've had both. Like, for instance, the fact that they were healthy enough to have all 22 starters sure. this late in the season. That is unlikely. And that's, you know, you, you give credit to the like the training staff and the sports science staff, but that's still very unlikely. So you want to take advantage of that. You get the benefit of being the number one seed. Exactly. And the two teams you have to play to get to the Super Bowl are led by Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. Like, you know. But they earned that. A hundred percent. But that's still lucky that yeah. like that's the only road that you have to, yeah. to get through. Like so they have had this benefit of being the best team and also getting some some lucky bounces. Um and so as you said, like they there there have been opportunities for them to step on their own toes. Um and they have not done that ever. They have they have answered the bell at every opportunity. You're right. And look, the the whole purpose of the regular season, and Jeffrey Lurie said it in his postgame speech after week 18, that he he pulled Nick Sirianni and the coaches into his office for a, a meeting a few days before the season started and said their only goal in the regular season is they got the number one seed. And you might think that's 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 you know pretty lofty, right? It's it's hard to do. Um but the number one seed was such an advantage for this team. It allowed them to get healthy when their quarterback was banged up. Okay, it's it's one fewer game, obviously, obviously that you play. It allows them to be the home team here, and it gives them that that path. Like when you're the one seed, and there's a first round upset, like the Giants were, you face the Giants. Um, you have San Francisco coming here, right? I mean, if if the Eagles had to face Dallas last week, or if the Eagles were on the road in San Francisco. Um, it's it's a different situation. So, uh, oh, or it could be a different situation, I, I should say. So, point being, the Eagles earned this spot here, and you saw the benefits of it. You've seen the benefits of it with Kansas City as well. Uh, the Eagles aren't lucky to be here. The Eagles earned this. The Eagles went pole to pole this year as the best team in the NFL, and now they're facing the team even when they were with their best record. Ah, I like that. that. That's 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 why you're that's why you're Bo Wolf. Right. I, mean, I don't know if that's why I'm Bo Wolf, but yeah. Um, James Bradbury talked about it after the game, where you know he was asked like, "When do you think? When did you think this was a Super Bowl team?" And he said, "Well, you know, I knew that we were we were pretty stacked in training camp, and then you know, week one, the offense comes out, scores 38 points, and I'm thinking, okay, well, anytime you've got an offense that can score 30 mm-hmm. points, you're feeling pretty good. Week three, the defensive line dominates, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if the front seven's that good, I can be more aggressive mm-hmm. on the back end, and like." It kept it like different parts of the team kept proving themselves. That's a good quote. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm kind of jealous of you. <laughs> I mean, you talked to Jeffrey Lurie for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I got like one line out of James Bradbury. I think you're going to be all right. <laughs> That's a good quote. That's all I'm saying. It's a good quote. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about the scene a little bit because the game yeah. really did sort of feel uh, secondary once Purdy went down and, and the game felt inevitable. Um, well, especially at the end of the second quarter. Well, at halftime, it, sure. it really felt like, all right, they just need to manage this lead. Right. Um, I find, um, you know, so it's different than a, a normal game because they do the NFC ceremony on the field afterwards. So things take longer. And I find myself like it's it's a, it's a little bit emotional, um, I think, when you're watching the like the players and their families come off the field and celebrate and head to the locker room. The, you know, the Eagle staffers, whether that's coaches or front office people, and some of them have family too, and they're all celebrating. And it's like, this is, this is what you put in all yeah. that time for. This is why you're away from your family, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
so much of the time. This is why you put in the long hours uh, to, to get to this mountaintop. And Nick Sirianni has talked about the mountain. Like that's mm-hmm. his go-to analogy about the season is that in order to get to the top, you got to like focus on what's in front of you. Um, and, the, and the air gets thinner, as he says. But like, you know, you watch these people celebrate and this is like, this is what it's all about. It's a, it's a little bit emotional. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you have a heart of stone, but I find no, no, it's not that at all. No, no, no. You feel like yeah, yeah. I I mean, you feel happy for these people who who you see the work they put in, the hours they put in. You see how much it means to them. Yeah, I I mean, from a from a a human level, yeah. And and I'll I'll say from a football perspective, I, I I know that there's talk about these conference championships potentially going to a a neutral field. I hope not. When you just watch this, like, and and you see the crowd that's into it, and 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 like you said, you see the trophy presentation on the home field. There's there's something to that. There there's a uh, the fact that this game was in Philadelphia, and and you know being in Philly this this weekend, and 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 just you know you know feeling the the uh, excitement in this community for that game. Yeah, like this is this is huge, um, but. It's also it's the NFC Championship game. It's not the Super Bowl, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's I, true. You know, and that's that's kind of, and that's one thing Jeffrey Lurie kept saying is is that like there's there's one more to go, and I think that was the sentiment throughout the locker room. Now the locker room, you know, victory, you know, the, uh, there were victory cigars, right? I mean, a lot you, of cigar smoke in the post game locker room. You walk in, you smell the the victory cigars right mm. away. I think um, our jackets are going to be smelling. Yeah, that was in my lead right there. I mean, that's that's your jacket's going to be smelling like cigars. No, um, but but that the like that that the smell of cigars is the Mm. first. That's you talk about your senses. You're supposed to write with your senses, right? The first sense you hear or smell rather is is the uh, is those victory cigars. And and what did you touch? What I I did fist pounds sometimes, like in or handshakes. Um, And what did you taste? You can taste anything. I mean, I got my water here. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get your five senses in oh, the story. Well, no, you yeah. don't have to use all your senses in the story. You're supposed to okay. write mean, with your senses. Telling you not to handicap in yourself. The, in any respect. Um, I was, uh, yeah, so you see what they did to get to this point, but you also understand that there's there's two weeks to go here, right? Like this isn't, you know, if it, if they make the Super Bowl and they lose, it doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Sure, but... I also think you can you can take some time to to appreciate. I mean, even even Jalen Hurts of all people allowed himself a smile and a little celebration uh, in this game. Cigar, yeah, yeah. Did he get a cigar? I didn't see that. I believe so. Yes. Is that a yes or a no? Did you actually see him with a cigar? I saw pictures of him with a cigar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not quite Chuck Benerick with like the two cigarettes, but <laughs> not quite. Nonetheless, um, so post game locker room. You you talked to Jeffrey Lurie. Yes. Tell, tell me what what that was like. What did he say? Uh there was there was so much there. Um, and First time he's spoken since the owners before the, since yeah. the owners meetings. Yeah. So uh, first off, he he spoke about like how they built this uh, roster and, he said, and he that said, they really um, saw there was an opportunity for them this year. That's 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 one thing he he said was that they saw a really good combination. Of like young emerging players and players in years eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, I think that's how he he framed it. Um, he talked a, a lot about uh, the well. So I, I mentioned the composition of, of the roster. I 
uh, about the advantage of the first round bye, about playing at home. Um, that's that's something that he pointed out. He spoke about the coaching staff and the aggressive decisions. Uh, he said, you know, these these decisions, and this is something he said before. This happens during the summer, right? Like like these aren't things that occur on 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 the spot. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, he talked about Sirianni's ability to connect. He he really wanted to focus on like the overall staff, right? It, you know, the staff you put together and the staff that is in the front office. He he said it at, at one point. You know, the owner gets credit, and the coach gets credit, and the GM gets credit, and the quarterback gets credit. But there's it's it's there's so many people beyond that um, that play a role in it. Um, he spoke a lot about uh, you know some of the coaching changes that they've made, and he didn't want to give away kind of the, the secret for competitive purposes. But there's there's uh, like there's an understanding of when it's time to move on. And he pointed out that no one interviewed Andy Reid, and no one interviewed. Doug Peterson and no one interviewed Nick Sirianni, um, and you know, and, and he had to see something in these coaches. And it's look, it's it's a credit to him that that two of the coaches he's hired are coaching in the Super Bowl, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, there was there was a lot there from Lori, but his his other emphasis was they have one more. What's the? It's the phrase I closed my story with. It's the Spanish phrase. Um, I'm sure you know what it is. Porque no los dos? <laughs> no, you know what it is. Here, let me pull it up here. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't write your story. Uh, it's like uno mas. We have one more to go. Oh yes, the the famous Spanish phrase uno mas. But that's isn't that mean one more? Yeah. 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 But <laughs> it's like uno mas. We have one more to go. It's a rare. It's rare to win the NFC Championship. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone in our building and the, and the incredible work in our fans. But our focus from September on has been winning the Super Bowl. Um, he said, here's another one. It takes everyone. Talk about the owner. Talk about the head coach. Talk about the quarterback. Talk about the GM. We're only as good as the staff that you have. In a way, that's the secret sauce is the culture and the staff. Hmm. I, I thought it was also interesting that Jeffrey Lurie said um, that this past year's draft, there was a moment in the sixth round when the Eagles were on the clock to select Kyron Johnson. And um, he said for the for the – Fourth time in his career as owner, he stood on the table and said, I want Reed Blankenship. He is the best player on the board. Get this guy. Not Brock Purdy, who is number two on my board. Reed Blankenship. And for some reason, nobody heard him. And the Eagles instead took Kyron Johnson. But his track record of identifying the best players remain the same look jeffrey can flex right now right I absolutely mean, yeah so when else would you that's more want to flex that's what i always say with you know and i've 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 i'll say this publicly and i've said this privately like coverage is often a reflection of the moment right and um in this organization when things aren't good coverage is a reflection of that right and you know we've written stories that um you know bring to light things that we hear when things aren't going well speak for yourself <laughs> I have always, I have always <laughs> um, said that when, there's nothing wrong with the organization. When things are going well, um, yeah, they deserve the shine because look, this, is, this is organizational success. So yeah. Well, and I mean, if we're being honest, like it's not just that they've identified the head coaches correctly. They've also like it is a it is one of the better run organizations yeah. in the league. They have they have given those coaches yes, absolutely the um, uh, you know the infrastructure to succeed. And the and the like the financial support the uh, like the roster support I mean 
you know, if they had hired Ben McAdoo instead of Doug Peterson, yeah, that's a that's a crazy what if. But I bet I bet that Ben McAdoo would have had a good like track record with the Eagles. Yeah. He would have been fine. Like, you know. No, but the, but I no, you're I, right. There's I think a reason in the why NFL ownership yeah. matters more than any other sport. No, you're right. And 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 look, it's it's not a coincidence that this organization did not have sustained success before Jeffrey Lurie bought it, and they've had sustained success since Jeffrey Lurie's bought it. Um, but I think that's something that probably doesn't get enough attention. And considering I'm the one who, or I should say, we're the ones who provide attention, um, that maybe it's something we should highlight more is Jeffrey knew the right time to move on from some of these. Like Andy Reid might be the best coach in the NFL, but it was probably the right time to move on from him. In, in, in yeah, I don't, I don't know that he gets that much credit for after that season, knowing no, it was time to move on from it. I mean, it was I look, probably I, past. It was probably yeah. a year past time, honestly. I mean, he he knew them through a time. It was probably the right time to move on from Doug, right? Yeah, it turned out um, to be. Yeah, and and, and so uh, and Chip and Chip, right? And yeah, boy. And it's bold. Like it's 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 bold sometimes to me. It was bold to fire Doug Peterson when he did. You can yeah. go back and read my coverage, um, our coverage of it. So, uh, but I give him credit because. Look, he's he it this is the the second time that he's had a coach make the Super Bowl in his second year or like two years after after, after firing a coach. That doesn't happen by accident. And look, I, I didn't talk to Howie Roseman tonight, but um Howie deserves a victory lap here because Absolutely. his his roster like his roster's outstanding and they kept adding to it. So Yeah, I mean it's the best like series of moves I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and we talked. I mean, that that is not that's been well documented. Yeah, well, that's yeah, not but, under the radar. But yeah. and well, it's also mm-hmm. not retrospective. Yeah. We said it as it was happening mm-hmm. that these that like this was yep. a great off season that they had. Yep. Um, and he continued doing it with, uh, you know, Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue in season. Yep. Um, we've talked about some of those things are were fortuitous. This is the same thing with the the team taking advantage of the bounces that have gone their way. He he they remained flexible. If if Allen Robinson accepts their offer, they have Allen Robinson mm-hmm. and not AJ Brown. Uh, if Russell Wilson wants to come to Philadelphia, they have no one. <laughs> they have Russell Wilson and yeah. they don't have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but they remained flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Howie Roseman's number one thing is being involved in everything, yep. and that allowed them to trade for AJ Brown. It allowed them to trade for CJ Gardner Johnson. Yep. It allowed them to have the space to be there to pounce when James Bradbury got uh, released, yep. and. The it like at every level it's it's the deepest best roster I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, it, it look there's it's it's why I keep going back to this point. It's it's not a surprise that they're here, right? If if you if if you told me week three that it could end up here, yeah, it would have made sense. I mean, week one I, I would have said they had a shot there. I didn't know week I didn't know going into week one Jalen would have the season that he had. Right, I I, I admit that. But there were once Jalen clearly took that step. The rest of the roster is so good, and they stayed healthy. And Nick's coaching job has been outstanding. Um, I'm so excited for the Super Bowl, right? Like, the Chiefs mm. the Chiefs were my Super Bowl pick going into the year. The Eagles, uh, according to BetMGM, I know the line's different everywhere right now to open, but, but BetMGM is our official betting partner at The Athletic. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites. And, like, it opened at Chiefs by one-and-a-half and then I saw immediately some, jumped? I don't I opened it up when I finished my story, and it was it was it was – Equals two and a mm-hmm. half. So, I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, just because the quarterback usually gets the gets the bump. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be crazy. And and we you know, like of all the, uh, like 
dragons of uh, Eagles past who they have slayed this season. You know, they they yeah. they beat Doug Peterson, they beat Carson yeah. Wentz, they beat D'Amico Ryan's tonight. Zach Ertz, yeah, Zach, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get Frank Reich. He didn't make it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Corey Clement, <laughs> all of these people yeah. for it to end with Andy Reid. Yeah. What a ride that would be. It's also nice that neither side is burdened by never having won. Sure. Right? Like they've they've both gotten it done. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's a it, it's a matchup on even terms without that emotional baggage. I think that's I think that's kind of nice. Yeah. And I, I mean you're you're facing the best quarter, you know, last time they faced the best quarterback in NFL history and they won the Super Bowl and this time the best quarterback in the NFL who, who might go down as the best quarterback in NFL yeah, history. I think I think the best quarterback so. in NFL history is Patrick Mahomes. The most accomplished quarterback okay. in NFL history is okay. Tom Brady. Okay. Uh yeah, so That's how I feel. Yeah, like you can't I don't know if 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 there is criticism of the Eagles out there. Like I I I've said they've earned what they have. But if you said, well they had, you know, their path to the Super Bowl here was Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy, there's nothing you could say when you go up against Patrick Mahomes. He's He's well, he's injured league. though. Nah, he's the. There's two weeks here. He'll be fine. Okay. Rick Bolter, Rick Burkholder knows what he's doing there. He'll be fine. Rick Burkholder revenge game. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Why don't we take a little break? Come back. Talk about Wiregate, which I mean, one of the dumbest things. Oh, I've you ever were fired seen. up. You wanted a pull report. I did want a pull report. <laughs> what the hell? And uh, we've got some swooper news. We'll hear from Marissa some more. We'll talk about Reed Blankenship's big play and uh, everything else. And something Jalen said, too, that I found interesting. So, What a tease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back. Sorry. To Birds of Friends. Bo and Zach, Marissa, pulling the strings, making us look like doofuses for not paying attention. When uh, not not she's not making us look like doofuses. We do a good job of that on our own. This shine coming from the overhead light on my balding forehead, not a good look. I think it looks sharp tonight. Um, no, I don't like this. And I desperately need a haircut. Gonna get that taken care of this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look your best going to Phoenix. Right, I mean, you could be walking down Radio Row. Sports Center might want you to come on, or uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not worried about that possibility. Chat on 26 and Sheboygan might want you to come oh, on. Yeah. Um, by the way, thank you to Marissa. I, I, I was gonna, you know, I, I am not shy about saying please read my stories, and then I see Marissa already put up the story that just came out during the break. So thank you for that, Marissa. You can see that on the bottom of the screen. 
You can also read Zach's story about Hassan Reddick. What a game for Hassan Reddick. You could read his story about Vinnie Curry. What a <laughs> night for Vinnie Curry to watch this game. Uh, Marcus Epps. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Gannon. Brent Selleck. Jonathan Gannon. How about Jonathan Gannon? Go ahead. Take your soapbox. I don't look. I mean, you just watched what happened. You've watched what happened this season. You watched what happened tonight. Hmm. You watched what happened last week against the Giants. I mean, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Right? Yeah, no, really, shutting down that Josh Johnson offense really blew me away. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I mean that. I mean, you want to talk about the proof is in the pudding. Going up against Patrick Mahomes and uh, well, yeah. Andy Reid I mean, two week game plan—that's the proof in the pudding, yeah, that, my friend. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one there. <laughs> that's gonna be a tough one there. Um, no, but this defense answered the bell, and, and that look, is terrifying. Look, I'm—I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, the guy I—I I really want to highlight here is Hassan Reddick. Absolutely. Um, Hassan Reddick has been, and like we keep repeating it, the beyond what they could have imagined, but this tear that he's on right now, and he played with a mission tonight. Uh, and he now has three and a half sacks in two postseason games here after he had 16 sacks in the regular season. And by the way, um, it was because he didn't have a sack in the first two games and he didn't have a sack in the last game there, right? So really 16 sacks in 14 games in the regular season. And Well, that's, I mean, he played in the games. That doesn't, that's. Okay, yeah, but, um. Okay, fair. Sorry, fair. Okay, uh, just make things up. But then in the post in in the postseason here, like he's been he's been dominant. And the uh, on the other sideline tonight was the presumed defensive player of the year, and Hassan Reddick had more of an impact oh, in man. this game. Did you see the Joey Bosa video? I heard about it. I, oh I, I didn't my watch. God, it. what a loser! What did he? What, what happened? Oh, he's like he's getting so angry about somebody just you know jeering him with a Bosa Bosa. I mean. You know what you're signing up for, right? It's I like, mean, but, uh, you know. It's like the way the, to handle for, that. For, for this game to turn out like it did, for him to get, uh, like, publicly humiliated like that, for the NFL to have now set for a Super Bowl matchup with two black quarterbacks for the very first time in NFL history, this has got to be the <laughs> second worst January day of Nick of Joey Bosa's um, life. Like the, the the way to handle what happened is what Eli Manning did. Uh, what, what was it, Week 18 or, or, or no last week? Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, just play. Don't even, yeah, yeah have course. fun with it. Yeah, um, especially you know the cameras on you there, Joey. Like, <laughs> the, just just be cool. Don't. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not a guy with with like unable to turn off the hot headedness. Really, just. but um, but but yeah, Hassan Reddick was awesome tonight. Changed the game and. By the way, he he tied for the league lead this year in forced fumbles with five, and that he forces that fumble. He 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 doesn't just sack you. He knows where to hit. You know he he can he the, can get like the ball the, out of the, the hands. The the quickness with which he closed on that sack, it's like it's unbelievable, and and like the violence that he arrives at the quarterback with. And it's the, really it, impressive. And this isn't to call out Greg Rosenthal, who does awesome for agent rankings, but uh, I'm just privileged. Who, a, who, like, predicted Eagles-Chiefs Super yeah. Bowl before oh, the season. Yeah, Give him the job, shout-out. Great, great yeah. job. Um, but, like, yeah, three years, $45 million, turned out to be underpaid for wow. Hassan Reddick. Throwing shots at Rosenthal when he should be getting nothing but flowers. No, right no, 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 no. I'm, I'm calling back you to that You mentioned pot. him by name. You could have just said that he because, wasn't necessarily thought of as the prime free no, agent because signing. We had, had this, to specifically Because we had this out. conversation had with Greg. Him. Because we had this conversation with Greg. The three for 45 turned into, I don't want to say a bargain, but... 
it turned into a good price for the Eagles because Hassan Reddick is is awesome. Wow, there's going to be some fireworks when you and Greg see each other in I'm looking forward to seeing Greg. Greg's, yeah, Greg does an awesome job. The mega powers explode. Um, uh, Reddick is an interesting thing, and anytime that you have a team of 53 people and coaches and front office people, you know, having a special season like this, everyone has a story, right? Um, but it is there. Are, this team is. Um, I don't know if it's unique or if it's just what we're focused on, but there are so many people who it's like you couldn't script it like this, right? Mm -hmm. You've got Jason Kelsey coming back to play. He launches a podcast with his brother mm -hmm. that like shoots to the top of the charts. I believe the number two football podcast in the world behind Birds with Friends. And they're going to play in the Super Bowl against each other. Like this is his, his 11th season. This is how it's going to end. This And Andy Reid, like that's unbelievable. Hassan Reddick comes to Philadelphia mostly because he wants to be back home near near friends uh, and family and 15 million dollars a year also helped i imagine well yeah but he's i mean he said this after the game yeah. that like the reason he came home was to be yeah. near home um, I, I don't think it was like the eagles blew him away with the offer um he gets to have a moment like that tonight he's up on the up up on the sidelines shouting you know this is my city um and then he gets to go play in the super bowl in arizona where his career started and he was considered a bust like what a full circle moment for him. You've got, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni avenging Frank Reich as part of the as part of his season, and he gets to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Nick gets to play too against the team. Look, he he broke into the NFL in Kansas against City against the team. Yeah, exactly. He, he he has a lot of ties to Kansas City. He, I mean, he met his wife in Kansas City. Right. Um. So he, he's as you as you well as you have well documented. <laughs> um, uh, he. You should do a story. You should on the way before you go to Arizona. <laughs> maybe you should do Saturday. You could fly to Kansas City, go to the spot where he met his wife, as a little layover, and do a story there. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I don't think, but, Just an idea. Uh, but yeah, no, he's 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 got he's got a lot of connections to Kansas City. I'll put it that way. Sure. Well, you've got. I mean, there are so many of these guys. You know, Brandon Graham, year thirteen, has the best season of his, the most productive season of his career at least, and he gets to go out potentially um, in the Super Bowl. Lane Johnson playing through this ridiculous injury um, and gutting it out uh, while like being a spokesperson for, for mental health um, mm -hmm. and shutting down Nick Bosa, who had a combined four tackles in this game, no quarterback or no sacks. Um, all of these guys, even like little guys, like like I talked to Andre Dillard after the game. I don't mean I don't mean little. I mean yeah. I, I mean under the radar guys, back, background guys, yeah. uh, bit players, relatively speaking. I saw you talking to Dillard. I'm curious where that where that was. Well, Leonard Dickerson suffered an injury in this game, um, and Dillard goes in to play left guard to finish it. Dickerson was in some kind of thing on his right elbow after the game. We don't know the severity. He could be ready. It could be season ending. Um, in which case, Andre Dillard, who has been, um, you know, has been here for four seasons, and all we talk about is what he can't do. Well, what if his first career start at left guard comes in the Super Bowl? Next that would to, be a story. Next to Jordan Mailata, going up against, you know, a lot of Chris Jones, um, and he was he had really good perspective on that. Like, you know, the times that he thought he might quit football, not in the NFL, but in in high school and college, um, and like thinking about his parents and how fun it's been to try to learn left guard. Um, all these guys, everyone has a story, right? A thousand percent. Um, thousand percent. This that's team what makes has been interesting. Great. Yeah. That's the look. I mean, not to get deep here, that's part of what makes this job fun, right? Is A, to learn those stories. And then you got to come, I think, closer to the mic. You've been, sorry. you've been inching away. I don't know if it's because you're afraid of me. No, no, but, it's fine. Sorry. 
So yes, it's to learn those stories, it's to share those stories, and 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 and, and like you said, like this is it was Nick Sirianni's message after the game was that everyone dreams of this. Like you mm. play football to get to the Super Bowl, whether I think he said whether you're two or eight or fourteen, whatever it may be. Like you dream of of getting to the Super Bowl. So what you shared about Andre Doerr there, that's that's like that's that's touching because like that's that's what there's so much that goes in to these guys playing, uh, and now they're doing it on the, on the biggest stage. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's it's uh it's it's gonna be exciting. The Chronicle. There's there's gonna be good stories to share during these next two weeks. Hmm. So the second biggest play in the game after the Brock Purdy injury was Brett Kern lining up for a punt. It was the second biggest play, but... And it looked like a shank. Mm-hmm. Just a dead shank. And immediately, balls like midway through the air, I see on the sideline, I see Michael Clay's hand shoot into the air. Make sure you starts, check out both special team story. He starts yelling. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? It must have been a penalty. And, oh, there's a, there's a penalty flag. Okay, that's what that is. No, that's a, that's a penalty on Josh Job. What's going on? And I see Jake Elliott. Going nuts because he, you know, Jake Elliott knows all the rules. As, as you, you had a great line in that story after the Giants game. What was the line? Uh, I, I, th- Do- I think it was Elliott Dosmas? suddenly. No, I think, I think it was, I think it was, I think you, it was Elliott suddenly a punting expert. Oh, yeah, suddenly, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I read your stories. Well, thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and they're t- the ball hit the wire the from the overhang, the sky cam. And then, like, it's very clear that it hit the wire. One, because they all called it out immediately. Um, but then, uh, whatever his name is, John Hussey. Is that his name? The ref? Okay. That's his name, right? I believe so, but yeah. <laughs> Am I, I'm sorry. Do we... There you go. It was John Hussey. Yes. John Hussey. Yeah. Not as, you know, I feel like I... I... Well, flashlight's on. <laughs> uh, I feel like... Hussey has been around long enough where he should be a household name. And, like, it's not the most – like, you know, you got your Ronnie Torberts. You got your your Hockleys. You got your Carl Cheffers. It feels like Hussey is not as household of a name as he should be. Yeah, so I, I did a, a story over the summer on the late Art McNally, hmm. who passed away uh, recently but was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame back uh, during the summer. And I, I, I spoke to his son-in-law who said that, Art's goal was for you to never know his name. If, mm. if his name was in the paper, it was a bad sign. So a good official, you shouldn't know his name. And what's even better about that is that it turns out that that was not Art McNally's name. It was actually Frank McNally. <laughs> no, and so like, he fooled was, everybody and he Art won. Pride of yeah. Philadelphia. Um, Hussey comes on and says, uh, we're not able to confirm that the ball didn't hit the, whether or not the ball hit the wire. How is this not a thing that you can confirm? I guess they didn't have. Also, I didn't like if you, it hits the wire. Is it just a repunt? I yeah. guess that's the yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's a repunt. It's like when it hits the uh, scoreboard in Dallas. What a ridiculous thing! This, I mean, you know, we, you can make this comment anytime, but this multi-billion-dollar industry where they've got the they've got the you know the chain links deciding what's a first yeah. down or not. Um, a ball can just hit the wire, and they don't know. There's no like little sensor on the wire. They can't just actually see that on the on the replay. Give me a break. By Pathetic. The way, this, this is if not, this was against a real team, this is not, that could have mattered. This is not like uh, talk radio feigned outrage. Like this, Bo was actually outraged when this occurred. Yeah, th- like you're being genuine here. 
you were out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it occurred. It's not unfortunate. It's unfortunate Brock Purdy got injured. It's ridiculous that that a thing that should be actual yeah. rules. Yeah, that you can't get right. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hear you there. I uh, I wasn't. I, I I just thought it was it was yeah. I thought it was unfortunate that there has to be a way. Like I w- I was thinking, can't that the cam that the wires on wouldn't that have right. Uh, had some type of vibration or, or something like that. How, well, how um, about showing us the camera angle? Yeah, but I guess the cameras that they had in the replay, they couldn't confirm it. Terrible. I mean, there are missed calls. I mean, are they supposed like, to go on the Eagles' word, right? Like if he. I mean, know, it seemed pretty pretty clear. You know, if, if 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 everyone on the Eagles was pointing to holding, but they didn't see mm. the holding, should they call holding? If it's something so rare like that, then yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I think so. I mean, that was nuts. I don't know. They won 31 7. I think we devoted the appropriate amount of time to it. I would like to do more. <laughs> do you think that Aaron Sipos, after these, these current performances, uh, do you think that Aaron Sipos might be on his way back from injured reserve? The Eagles have one return from injured reserve bullet left to fire. And he's the only one they can bring back. Well, they could bring back Brett Toth if they wanted to. He's not IR, he's, he's PUP. They can just activate okay. him. Although that window may have passed. Yeah. Um, should I well I guess we can have the uh, Ponalytics guys on to yeah to, that's a good idea to, to tell us I thought Brett Kern had a good game last week what are we doing are we doing we're doing daily pods in two weeks yeah. right what are we doing this week you're asking me like I have any say in it right I mean Marissa what do you think oh she asleep we lost Marissa oh. no I'm here um it's up to you guys you tell me what you want to do well nothing tomorrow that's for sure I don't know. Maybe maybe three this week. Well, we we might have a potential special guest this week. So we're, we were working on it last week. You, That's you know right. who it is. That's yeah, true. You're That's at true. Oh, yeah. You have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So until hmm. we confirm that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. So until Alshon? we confirm that. But, yeah. So that could be a, a fun episode this week. That's true. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Just talking shop. Yeah. What do you think of the what? Did Michael have any thoughts on the wire, Marissa? Um, not too many thoughts on the wire. What? Not as many as you did. <laughs> he leaves that up to you. You know, he he thought there should have been a. Someone should angle. be fired. I mean, of all the cameras in that stadium, there should have been a camera angle of it. I would imagine, but maybe it would have taken too long. I don't know. I but... thought season four was underrated. Hmm. Good one, Who Dad. underrates season four? Season four is is universally considered the best season, which I don't know that I agree with, but it's like everybody thinks that. What? How could that be underrated? People think season four is the best season. Oh yeah, I think I thought people think season one is the best season. Oh, I I think season four is universally considered like the the okay Stone Cold is properly rated. I see. Okay, like the perfect season of television. Okay, yeah, it was an awesome season. I I took a. I took you a, could tell me season two is underrated. No. You could tell me season five is underrated. Both of those seasons, not very well. So, season rated. five, I appreciated more than I think some others did because of the journalism component. Yeah. And I didn't like the journalism component of season really? five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I but find I myself watched, very disappointed so. in any pop culture journalism thing, like movies, especially, do not hit for me. But I thought season five was solid. But I don't find myself disappointed. Season by four is underrated. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's like saying you think Tom Brady is underrated. Well, 
by you he is i know that so yes i mean he's definitely underrated by you um but look the eagles clinched the energy strawberry tonight. try let's, to impress me you know let's let's there's so much more to dig into jalen hurts I, I wanted to talk about him it was interesting hearing jalen speak after the game um 15 for 25 for 121 and uh, 11 carries for 39 yards the eagles have not had needed to have jalen hurts play or really do anything in these first two games um and i thought that this was not a great game for jalen hurts against a very good defense uh he missed a couple opportunities downfield i sort of expect that we're going to get that big game in the super bowl but go ahead so so he he had a line tonight about how his first year uh that uh, people probably didn't even want him him drafted here. Yeah, and uh, and then the question which he's got never said before. Yeah, and then the question got followed. It's like he's up. been holding that one in. And he said, uh, he said it was, and I'm quoting him here. It was a big surprise to many. My favorite verse. I went through a lot of stuff in college, and it kind of stuck with me. John thirteen seven. You may not know now, but later you'll understand. Hopefully, people understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, and that yeah. Because of the hand of God was Jeffrey Lurie coming down to select. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I think people can understand now that was a, that 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 might go down as like the best draft pick of the Howie Roseman era, and it was. Well, it I've was always thought that the way that you characterize that pick is pathetic and how wrong that it is. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm referencing. Oh, what are you talking about? The, it was pathetic in how wrong it was. How you and Sheil talk about the Jalen Hurts pick oh. is pathetic in how wrong it is. You're not going to sell that. You're not going to give me that. No. Uh, oh, uh, enlighten me. I'm sorry. It's been, it's been it's been a long work day. We talked about this before the game. The text that you got. Oh 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 oh. Okay okay. I see what you mean there. Yes. Yeah yeah. Uh, my. M- yeah, my brother told me my analysis was was was. was you said that Matt is hard on you, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, you were you were you were right. I mean, I just consider that normal. Bose, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bose. Why don't you give Matt's take on the Jalen Hurts selection? I mean, I don't think that's, that's it's all within the range of outcomes, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Matt says Eagles supposed to he, he that that the Eagles consider a range of outcomes more than like what him what, the, what, what the role was going to be. It's he was calling. Out me and and Shield, uh for writing that that the Eagles drafted Hurts to be a low priced backup quarterback and his point and I, I I think there's some validity that they draft him based on the role they draft him based on the range of outcomes and what Jeffrey Lurie said tonight actually about that pick was was like they saw the upside they saw the potential in him right now it's easy to say this now but clearly they had conviction because sure. they they stuck their neck out on that pick. Uh, and we'll have a lot of time over these next two weeks to talk. I about think the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's important to remember that even after 2020, if Carson Wentz had wanted to stay in Philadelphia, he would have stayed in Philadelphia. They would not have traded him. Um, it's not like the Eagles were. Are we sure of that though? Do you think that's just what they say? I don't know. The scenes? Like I, 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 know. I, I mean, I, do, I don't know, but consider, I, I do wonder, and I, I didn't think this now, and I've written and I've said. That uh, that like Carson that trading Carson was not their desired outcome, but I I do wonder considering the way Carson's career has gone since they traded him, 
whether they saw this coming, whether they were like, because look, Andy Reid, one of Andy Reid's great um, strengths, if you will, was like he, he could he he knew when things were ending before they ended. Uh, he always got a other than like Derek Burgess, let's say, he 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 always got out of a player a year before he should have. I think but, Joe Banner would tell you that that was Joe Banner. Okay, but I mean maybe the Eagles saw reasons to be. Uh, I I think they. Well, I think that the that Carson Wentz's injury history was a factor mm-hmm. in the Jalen Hurts selection, obviously. Yeah, but I think we know enough behind the scenes to know that, yeah. that, that they would have kept yeah. Carson in 2020 yeah. If, yeah. if he had wanted to come back, I think. In 2021. In 2021, yeah. yes. Okay. okay, good. Uh, yeah, we don't need to go down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought um, it was I, I thought it was interesting hearing Jalen say that tonight. I thought I uh, had a good chance to talk to Lane Johnson. What did Jason Kelsey say? You spoke to Jason. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I asked him about the possibility of playing Travis. He said, you know, as we talked about, like, it, you know, you couldn't write a better story uh, or like good fodder for people who say the NFL is scripted. Um, he had good perspective on, you know, I was asking him about all of these guys coming from the outside. We've seen plenty of times when, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like a team has a good offseason and everything doesn't yeah. gel quite so easily. Um, and he said, I think a lot goes to like the, the players themselves who Howie picked, mm-hmm. um, you know, Howie Roseman valuing the say of the coaches, like how these guys would fit and also like the personalities and also like the strength of the locker room to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is another thing where, where Nick Sirianni maybe doesn't get enough credit. Um, you know, like the, the connect emphasis that can seem a little bit silly from the outside. I think it really does matter. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a big part of getting these guys ingratiated. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think Sirianni is someone who probably who probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves, right? Uh, because I think that's probably right. Yeah, uh, and he's he's done such a good coaching job. Uh, and, and, and it looks and like he's pro- well, maybe maybe not a done deal, but it looks like Shane Steichen's probably coming back. Yeah, the Colts um, seem to be uh, uh, still a possibility there, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And Jonathan Gannon, it looks like D'Amico Ryans is going to get the yeah. Houston job. Yeah, Jonathan said to, I, I think, Breland Moore from Fox 29 tonight that he's coming back. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Because I, I think Denver could still be a possibility. I saw people put that out there, but then he said, yeah, he, he said, in and, and look, coaches have said they're coming back and sure. something else has happened, but he said to Breland Moore, he's like, like yeah, I'm coming back. Like you, you can't get rid of me or something like that. Yeah. Well, Vic Fangio signed somewhere else in in Miami, so the Eagles fall back there. Jonathan was pumped coming off the field. He should be. Yeah. Defense gave up seven points and they're going to the Super Bowl. Puff that chest. I'm I'm curious. Uh, how do you think this game is going to be remembered? Uh, probably the wire thing. <laughs> No, like if they're gonna they're gonna change the rule. If it's gonna be the wire game. If we're doing birds with friends five years from now, and you, you talk forbid. about really, <laughs> wow, I feel, like you think? I feel like there's something you need to unpack there. No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um, I wonder who the hosts will be. Well, I, I mean, do you have something up your sleeve here? Well, I'm just saying, 
it, it's five years since the last Super Bowl when we had two different hosts. Now we have two different hosts. Who knows? I, things change. True. I might die. I don't know. Jeez, that just took a turn. Anything could happen. Um, well, you'll still be working, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the the 38-7 the thirty-eight-seven game, uh, we remember that, right? And And there's that clip that has since gone around from before the game. Of the guys dancing mm. to Meek Mill uh, in the end zone, how is this game going to be remembered? Since when Brock Purdy goes that like, I think the wire and Bosa hmm. before the game. Nah, I'm curious. Purdy, I, I think I'm Purdy. rich. That's how I do it. It's because I'm rich. I can afford it. I think Purdy's injury. Um, I, I think. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that Devontae catch could have been yeah incredible, and it'll also be colored yeah. by what happens in the Super Bowl, obviously. Sure. Sure. But even, you know, people talk about the Tampa Bay game and the Carolina game. And when they talk about that idea of the Atlanta game, they talk about Dawkins' hit on Algie Crumbler, right? That was mm. like, that was the moment. What's the well, moment here? It, is it, is it, re- if I would ask, I can't see the comments, so, but, got so much money. but let's, uh, let's open this up to the viewers here. How will this game be, be remembered in five years, in, in, in 10 years? Will it be a play? Will it be a moment? Will it be. What's the, uh, the the lasting memory from this game? The Reddick probably stats. Uno Mas. <laughs> Josh Johnson, yeah, just dropping that ball. Yeah, that was funny. That was tough. That you know what? We're we're probably not giving enough credit to that uh, that touchdown drive to go up fourteen seven. That answered all the penalties. Yeah, yeah, that answered the answered the McCaffrey touchdown. It's seven seven. The offense has stalled. It's mid-second quarter. You're starting to think that, like, maybe this is not going to be as easy as it, as it might have looked once Purdy goes down. And they have this 14-play drive that was definitely helped out by the Niners' um, undisciplinedness. Uh, three big penalties on that drive for the Niners. That was huge. Um, and then, the, and then the, the, the Johnson drop after that turns things. But um, that was it. I mean, that was a huge drive. And, and they, did, they were able to lean – on their running game as the game went on, the, the run started to pop. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, and, and credit to Bo here. Like, I was giving the Niners all this credit, three a uh, three NFC championships in four games, you know, and the expression "act like you've been there." Boy, that was not the case. They did not have composure. Um, well, Zach, it's a good were... thing you mentioned that because I gotta tell you, Kyle Shanahan, Oscar the Grouch, garbage person of the game. You come into this game and he's like, I mean. You know what? It's bad luck that Brock Purdy got injured. It's worse design that you're asking a tight end to block Hassan Reddick on yeah. a play like that. You sort of got what you were asking for. And, th- and then you get 14 penalties. You don't challenge the Devontae Smith thing. Like, I'm sorry. Dennis was right. He's, he's, he's not a good coach when, it's come, when it comes to everything aside from offensive game planning. Well, I think he's a good coach, but I am curious. He's mediocre. I am curious. Is there a reason why his quarterbacks always get hurt? Like, 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 does he have something to do with that? I probably I, the flat brims. <laughs> no, you wonder. Like, this is it seems it seems every year their their quarterbacks are getting hurt. Even in Washington, that happens. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if if there's something to that. I I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but goodness, like this is every. I mean, to be on your fourth quarter, Jabron, the for. And then they're and then they're just like totally losing their cool. Yeah. Uh, like committing these rough penalties for when the game's already over. Like, come yeah. on, as you said, like yeah. have a little. It is. Like, it's it's funny given doing? the context of 
our conversation with Tim Kawakami the other day, I saw that he was getting criticized for being aggressive there at the end of the second quarter. Uh, uh, that was like, interesting because I thought they were going to turtle up there. Yeah, like, you know, he, he's finally aggressive with his fourth quarterback. Yeah. And in the rain, and Josh Johnson just drops the ball. And it changes the game. If if San Francisco goes in, something into, about the South Philadelphia rain makes yeah, opposing quarterbacks just like yeah. turn into uh, <laughs> witches from uh, the Wizard of Oz. Like, if, what's going on? If if San Francisco Trevor goes Lawrence. into halftime fourteen seven, getting the ball at the, yeah. the top of the half. So not, I'm, I'm not saying they win the game, but the, the yeah, so different. It's 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 different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we turn our attention to Swooper? Sure. I, I hope we, we have, I, I hope we brought it tonight. Like this is this is an important pod and I've heard for four years now about this legendary post Super Bowl pod that you and Shield did. Uh I want to make sure that I'm 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 bringing it that in, in these cases I'm rising to the Do you think uh, is it bad that I brought up Matt's text? Are you upset about that? Is he gonna be upset about that? Yeah, I don't think that was like the share of public consumption, but I don't know. It's kinda of funny though. <laughs> yeah. We, you had already talked about him being tough on you. We got, we got to follow through on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, big game, obviously, in Super Sorecasting. Uh, seven points at stake. I was up eight to six to four. Uh, the Super Bowl will be worth five points. So uh, no matter what happens Wait, here, did we know that ahead of time? The five-point Super Bowl, or was that arbitrary? Yeah. yeah, how is that determined? Did you just make Okay, yeah, me, I'm resting. What are you talking here. about? That's what it's always like, been. Oh, wait. How many times? What are you talking through? about? It gets one more point every round. Okay. The first round of the playoffs was worth two points. The Eagles didn't play. Last week was worth three points. It was a tie, so it carried over to this week. Okay. So three right. plus four for this week. Okay. The Super Bowl is worth five points. I mean, of all the things to get on me for, I'm sorry okay. you guys weren't paying attention. <laughs> okay. So, Marissa. Home quarterbacks in the game Sunday throw for more yards than the away quarterbacks. Did this hit for you? I mean, I haven't tallied it, but I would imagine. So the home the home quarterbacks uh, in this game threw for uh, twenty four yards more than the away teams. But what happened in the in the Chiefs oh, game? It was it was much bigger in the Chiefs game, I believe. Let's pull this up here. Twenty three twenty Chiefs box score here. Joe Burrow threw for two seventy. And Patrick Mahomes threw for okay. 326. Right. So the home quarterbacks. You nailed that, Marissa. Good work. Check. Don't patronize her. I'm complimenting her. Yes. Hassan Reddick has, together, has more sacks than Nick Bosa. Check. Good Big job. Big check, too. Nice. Kyle Shanahan elects to not go for it on fourth down on at least three instances in the Ben Baldwin fourth down bot. Uh, I haven't checked this yet. I should have checked it before the show. I don't think three hit, though. Um, I, I'm not I even sure my one was, hit. Yeah, I don't think there was... I don't even think there was one either, but mm. I could be wrong. And the Eagles win the game by more than 14 points, so three for Marissa. For Bo, Mike McCarthy is no longer the Cowboys head coach. Probably not going to happen. But he fired his offensive coordinator. Yeah, that should account for a half point. You're right. <laughs> All right, so half point for me. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Eagles have a passing touchdown of at least 40 yards. Did not happen. Obviously, I did not correctly predict your submissions, Zach, so that didn't happen. The Eagles play a plurality of 12 personnel. Uh, not the case. They played very heavy 11 in this game. I was a little bit surprised, so it didn't happen. Kyle Shanahan elects not to go for it on fourth down at least one time. Uh, we don't know if this happened. I think it didn't happen, but let's call it one. So that's one and a half for me. Jack Stoll has a catch. Bingo, bango, bongo. Two and a half. You can tell that Jalen really trusts him. 
and the Eagles win the game. That's a hit. Three and a half for me or two and a half or two. Uh, Zach, boy, the Eagles have a first half takeaway. Nailed. The Eagles attempt a deep shot on their first drive. Now, I don't think that this is in the spirit of the, of the prompt because this was a, a scramble play. Um, so, like, if you, gets it. If you yes. can look in the mirror and feel good about it, yeah. Yes. That's okay. Even they, though they you, the next one is the one that it's not really what it's not really what you know is about a designed play deep. Do you you feel good about that, Zach? I'm reading it here. The Eagles attempt the deep shot on their first drive. You understood the the uh, reason behind the prompt. Do you feel good accepting that point? A hundred percent. They attempted a deep shot. I got a man with yeah. no scruples. All right. This <laughs> next one is is the is the question mark. The Eagles succeed on a deep shot on their first drive. Obviously, Jalen Hurts well, or Devontae Smith did not catch the ball. Well, he did. It's roll to catch. I would say the language says succeed. They got the first down, so that is success. Yeah, it it, it counted. Not it counted the catch. It counted in here as a catch. Counted in here. I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, you're going to get the point, but I don't think you should sleep well. No, well, there's a lot of reasons I won't sleep well, but not not for Swooper. I can promise right, you. So that. that would be three. The 49ers do not have a rushing touchdown. Didn't hit. Brian Dawkins is an honorary captain. You knew that. You sort of, you sort of cheated. Um, and you knew that when it happened, so you got it. So that's going to be four points for you. That's going to be a win. Uh, exactly. You are going to take the lead, Zach, heading into the Super Bowl. You're going to be at 11. I'm going to be at eight. Marissa's going to be at five, and the Super Bowl is going to be worth five points. Or Marissa's going to be at six, and the Super Bowl is going to be worth five points. That means Marissa can tie you. I can win. You can win. You will have 27 turkeys. Marissa will have 24 turkeys. I will have... 10 turkeys. However, I got the white socks from the Eagles in this game. I'm going to get those turkeys back. So I forget exactly how many that was, but I'm going to be back up towards the 20s. By the way, I have something I want to open up to our audience here. I received multiple messages uh, that upon listening, people thought that I yelled Hooper at eight and not at nine. Um, just as, as Professor Selman heard, he heard me at eight. And I got a message on Twitter. I got a message from my cousin um, who, who said – you definitely get you should you should definitely get a turkey back. That was at eight. Now I I don't know if the audio sounded different than the video because, uh, because the video was unanimous in the chat that it was nine. Well, it wasn't unanimous. I think something was... changed in the audio. However, if you are going to after getting after getting the benefit of these uh these like borderline janky calls on the deep shot on the first possession, you're gonna argue for an extra turkey. You should be ashamed of yourself. Bo, Bo, how is it janky if they threw a pass 29 yards? Because the whole theory behind it is let's see if they attempt to design a deep shot downfield against this Niners defense. It's not, oh, Jalen Hurts is scrambling for his life and just lofts up a prayer downfield. Isn't that a deep – like that's that's a deep shot. I'm just they, saying the, the idea pattern, was about the conversation Smith, of, the, of the game planning process. Um, you Jack wants this. Uno Mas. Yes. According yes. to Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, yeah, he was Devontae Smith's pattern there was a deep pattern. There's a reason why Devontae Smith's there and not 10 yards closer. I'm just saying you shouldn't feel good about yourself. And for you to now ask for a, a charity extra turkey, get yeah, if you want to if you want an extra turkey, get pregnant. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but because he's saying that's how I got my extra turkey. Oh goodness! Okay, well that's right. not going to happen. So, uh, never say never. Hey, I think this is fun. The fact that Zach and I have a chance to tie 
and mm-hmm. and I don't. I mean, I would be fine sharing the crown with Zach. Yeah, ending in a tie. No and way. We're gonna need to figure out how to over your, We can both hold that over your head all year till oh next season. Oh my god, season. that would be that would be honestly perfect. I I mean, in my book, especially because he he invents the rules as he goes along. So right, yeah. I'm coming for blood. Yeah, I, I mean, this is like like this would 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 basically be like if the 49ers just added a fifth down when they missed a fourth down, right? I mean, they were they were what oh for three on fourth down tonight. If they were just like, we deserve a fifth down here. That's what you're asking for. You're asking for a free turkey. You're no, the one I'm asking saying for you're the inventing charity. the rules. I'm not asking. For I don't the invent the rules. Okay. <laughs> the game is is self sustaining. I don't even know what the game is anymore, but uh, yeah, happy to get the win. I appreciate Professor Shellman's submissions, and uh, we got a big super. And you cheated on the Dawkins thing. I mean, I did not cheat on the Dawkins thing. I should have done a little research. I just saw it in the chat. Yeah, that that was a good one. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to submit one that just says, um, "Yeah, my name is Bo Wolf." (laughs) Use up all your turkeys on that. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll bid you up. And then, and then you won't get it because it's not my real name. Oh, it's Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Zach yeah. takes a swig of whiskey. It's not whiskey. It's it's <laughs> water with a splash of lemonade. And a and a heavy pour of makers. Uh, how do you think Gardner Minshew played in this game, Zach? <laughs> took a good knee. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, good line to save for something. Took a good knee. I don't know. Maybe somebody proposes. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um thought Christian McCaffrey was good. Good player. Uh, he's fine. That I mean, that touchdown run was awesome. Um, yeah. I saw people getting on Marcus Epps on that play. I didn't yeah. think that was fair. Like, nah, he went low, but he went low, yeah, but he's yeah. the one like comes screaming in from the backfield. He yeah, made yeah. McCaffrey have to hurdle him. Yeah, it's the it's the cleanup that that is really bad. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Um, now, I, I mean, Epps, and like the way that Gardner Johnson comes in, just trying to thud yeah. there, like, and what I think are we doing? Slay missed the tackle on that yep. one, but yeah, and Kaiser, I believe as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I. The idea that the the Niners' offense was going to start humming. Or like that, their running attack was going to wear the Eagles' run defense yeah. down. That is yeah. not the way that I saw this game. Play no, out. that's 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 not either. I I think it's possible that Purdy would have been able to throw on them. Um, even like that one completion he had on to open the game, I thought was a nice throw. Yeah. And the middle of the field was open. They were you could tell that they were attacking Kaiser White. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that the defensive plan in this game was really the base five two and not the five one five. Um, and they were they were keeping. Uh, Kaiser White on the field instead of Avante Maddox. We should just close it out, or not close it out, but just close the suit, the circle that um, it was Garner Johnson at safety and Avante Maddox yeah. uh, at nickel full time. But I, I, that was a little bit surprising, but it, it seemed to work well. I mean, it's hard to yeah. it's hard to judge based on the way the game actually turned out. But um, I think that Purdy might have had success throwing the ball. I think they would have scored points. I could see that. the The thing I was surprised with was when Josh Johnson went down. I think San Francisco should have committed to a wildcat offense with McCaffrey. And I don't know how, how much they had that in their system. But, like, at at that point, instead of just doing straight handoffs. I um, think that undersell. I mean, Josh Johnson's the, a capable a capable. No, player. once Johnson went down, I'm saying. Oh, once Johnson went down. Yeah, yeah. when they yeah, put Purdy I, in the I game, it's like handing that. off. Yeah. But, like, you know, 
I mean, they had that one drive where they ran the ball nine straight times. Yeah. Right. At that point, just go with Wildcat and throw the Eagles off. Right. Uh, I think I, I think that's a good point. Yeah. But. But you're, it's because your boy can't coach. I think Shanahan can't coach. I think he got out coached tonight. Mm. I think I, it's, and it's gonna be uh, took a hell of a knee. Oh, one thing I think uh, I think um, Jeffrey Lurie's a reader of yours. You had that great stat recently about Nick Sirianni off of uh, extended rest mm. off, off the bye week. Jeffrey said, you know, we know the challenge of playing against Andy Reid off the bye, and Nick Sirianni's really good off the bye too. I don't even know if I wrote that. I might have just said it on the podcast. So maybe he listened. No, I think you wrote it. Did I? Yeah. Zach's got some weird stuff coming out of his iPad that's, over there. That's a Tyler Dunn, Jeff Perlman podcast. We said uh, something with Siri. Oh. Yeah. Siri, play the Belichick Saban folder. <laughs> I think you have to say, hey, Siri. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Siri, open up Zach's latest incognito tab. What app shall I open? <laughs> oh, you got my, my, my watch. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be the... We brought up the track this song. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts before uh, Super Bowl here. Who do you think is going to be the, the, like, the star of Media Week for the Eagles, who's not, a, who, like, not Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown? Well, I think Nick will be like... Like, I think the media night will suit Nick well because you're not really asking, like, X's and O's questions, right? The media night's not, like, the nitty-gritty. The, mm. the, the media night's where Nick can become a storyteller. Larry Karras. Yeah, exactly. So I think that – I think Slay will be the star. Mm. Slay loves an audience. He's never had an audience like this before. Yeah. Uh, Slay is going to – I think Slay's going to blow a good up. One. Yeah. I think I think Mylotta is the other one who comes to mind. That's good, too. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know CJ that well, but I I can see CJ, uh, you know, uh, popping a few. Slay's um, a good call. I think I think Slay and Mylotta are the two guys who are going to soap up the attention. Yeah. Uh, not Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Isaac. I will, a, a funny story would be just spending the hour in front of Isaac at, at, at media night, and mm. yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good running diary. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else that you'd like to get off your chest? Big win. <laughs> That's not a statement. Um, no, big win. It's gonna be an interesting week. I think the Eagles are gonna be. I think What's the what is the what is the expectation for the actual yeah, week ahead? Yeah, so for the Eagles? so my expectation is that they treat this like a normal game week, right? Where they're 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 gonna have the practices, they're gonna have the meetings, they're gonna try to uh, prepare as if the game's this weekend, right? And then you because as we all know, when you get to the Super Bowl site, it's much harder to have a normal week. There's a lot of media obligations, you know. You're you're meeting and living in a hotel basically the players are we are um so it's rooming together we're not rooming together That's um, what you think it's a different situation uh preparation wise so you 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 try to get as much done this week as you can and we'll be there in the locker room we'll be there on the practice field and uh we'll be there having all your updates marissa are you coming that's not my decision <laughs> 
Wow. We'll see. I mean, employee number whatever. This is we'll a see if, throw we'll, see if, we'll see if my uh, boss John is listening right now. John, let's go. I don't think it's his decision either. So I think it's a credential. We need the best producer in the game on site. <laughs> well, she is the best producer in the game. Well, we know you guys will have everything covered and a million stories like you did last week. So. I can't wait for that Goodell press conference. <laughs> you got to ask him about the wire. <laughs> if you do, I'm going to crack up. <laughs> he's got all this stuff going on, uh, you know, with the future of the league, with hires, and you're worried about the wire. Listen, someone's <laughs> got to be worried about it. Roger, two-part question. Um, why is the league so racist? And also, what can you do to fix the wire thing? I'll hang up and listen. All right. Um, I appreciate everyone tuning in. You can wrap up the show. Okay. You're the host. Uh, well, the Eagles are doing it. They're going to the Super Bowl. And so are we. Hopefully, all three. I mean, do you want me to wrap it up or not? Yes. <laughs> uh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And so are we. What did you What did you then say? Hopefully, all three of us. Hopefully, all three of us. Um, this season that uh, has felt headed towards this climax for a long time. Um, is did you is climax like too loaded of a word there? Only if you have a dirty mind. I mean, it's I hey Siri, I understood the context. You climax, what? uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's 12 57. I, I do want to say we'll have a lot of content leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, make sure you check it out. It's on a lot of athletic. pressure, pressure makes diamonds, right. You sink to the level of your training. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. You got more eyeballs on you. This is this is what you're in the game for, right? So, uh, you write so people read, and more people are going to read, and uh, there's there's there's, there's going to be a lot of competition for good stories, and we'll be ready to deliver that for you and for you. Well, and also, um, sincerely, uh, thank you to all of the uh, all the listeners. Mm -hmm. We had a couple people in front of us in the press box today. Uh, yelling birds with friends. That was fun. Someone wrote it on their phone and showed it to me. Um, yeah, you weren't there. I don't know where you were at the moment. They banged on the glass. Mm. They lifted up their phone and they said BWF. Love it. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. We had it was uh, actually a woman. We had, oh, yeah. shout out to that woman. Even better. I mean, our, our female listeners are way better. Let's be honest. Um, Obviously. We talked to uh, we talked to Oscar in the locker room. Oh, Oscar was awesome. Fantastic, yeah. who works on a Spanish broadcast. Says he's a big fan, and the best is when we have Denny's on. He loves <laughs> when we have Denny's. So yeah. shout out uh, to Oscar. And he Dennis. actually said, so does this mean Daily Pods now? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I hope he weighs in on uh, <laughs> uh very famous saying. <laughs> well, of course, as, uh, as you know, Oscar. Yeah. Uno mas. Um, so... Uh, congratulations to all of our listeners um, because you get to watch this team go to the Super Bowl. Probably the best team of, of uh, your lifetimes. And I think if they win the Super Bowl, they're in the conversation for one of the greatest teams of all time, but we can have that conversation another time. Yeah, we can definitely have that another time. Okay. What if they win the Super Bowl 70 to nothing? We'll have that conversation at another time. That would make for an interesting post-game pod. Okay. Uh, so thanks to everybody for listening. It is 12.59, and for Zach, 
and Marissa and Joey, who is so fortunate to be so wealthy. Uh, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you later this week. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. We'll have you covered. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. We say goodnight. And we say, as always, we love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.